Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. I don't hear Ryan. Do you guys? I'm sorry. No, I okay. did not hear him at all. <laughs> My bad. He's not uh, wait, here. Hello. Hey, Ryan, what's up, man? Hey. Hi, guys. Sorry about that. I'm doing well. I was like, Man, I said hello when you guys were talking to Lakers. I'm like, what did I say? No, it's, <laughs> it's all good. We actually had our guy Reed Wallach on earlier, and he was telling a story that he did a full interview one time on mute, so we were just hoping that wasn't the case for you. Um, I want to open <laughs> up talking about what's going down in Chicago. Obviously, uh, we're going to be able to, it looks like, allow retail books at Wrigley Field, Guaranteed Rate Field, a.k.a. Uh, Comiskey Park, uh, Soldier Field, United Center. What's going on in Chicago? Yeah, I still call it Comiskey Field, too. Yeah. Um, so in, in Chicago and in Illinois, politically, nothing is ever easy. Uh, they technically passed a bill a couple years ago that allowed in-stadium sports books, but it wasn't until this week that every single possible law and regulation and what have you was clear to let this actually be a reality. So the good news is, is that, yeah, we're advancing towards it. It's going to be a really interesting setup. Uh, if you go to the, uh, the Red Line um, L station, the metro, the subway there, uh, at by Wrigley Field, it looks like a sports book already with all the advertising and stuff like that. So they've also um, kind of ahead of the game. They've gotten also architectural look, um, appear, uh, approval, which is a big deal there. So they're advancing. It looks like reports are that they're going to ha- their goal is to be open by opening day 2023, yeah. not next year, but the year after. Now they might be able to open up before uh, Wrigleyville is a you know if anyone has been around is a really fun neighborhood, a lot of uh, bars and stuff like that. Uh, so maybe before that, but it, it's going to be a really cool setup, and it'll be interesting to see this. You know, not all stadiums are created equal. And to have Chicago, to have the Cubs, to have Wrigley Field, to have an in-stadium sports book, it'll be interesting to see if maybe this is something that encourages people down the line to maybe change their state laws or regulations or what have you, that we might see this more and more common in other states and and cities across the country. Uh, Any idea what registration is going to look like, especially for, like, the mobile apps? Because I went back home because I'm from Chicago a couple months ago, and I couldn't gamble. I had to go to the sports book. (laughs) And the the only way I could actually register – uh, I live in Joliet. My family does. I would have had to drive an hour away, an hour and 25 minutes, actually, just to register in Illinois when there's two casinos that are within a like three-mile radius from my house. Two, two casinos in Joliet, Illinois, as crazy as that sounds. How's that going to work? Is it going to be easier to access uh, registration? Yeah, so the good news is kind of independent of all the, the in-stadium sports books is in March, uh, right before March Madness, Chicago or Illinois, the whole state is getting rid of that uh, awful in-person registration. Nice. So that's Really, really, really good news. Illinois is going to, is already one of the biggest sports betting markets in the country. It only has six sports books, and yeah, you have to register for them. And you know, some of them are only you know, if you're in Chicago, one of them is in near uh, East St. Louis. That's like a four or five hour drive, so it's you know almost impossible to do it. So anyway, the good news is there is that in March it's going away. You can register from your couch, sign up, deposit everything with it, and not officially official, but. Uh, there's a good chance that a certain uh, MGM sports book is going to go online around that same time well, uh, next year. Are they going to allow us to bet on Illinois schools, though? Like, let's say Illinois has a nice little run. Are we going to actually be able to bet on them this year? Because, I mean, it probably saved us a lot of money since they got knocked out in the second round last year. But, I mean, I know that that's <laughs> one of the biggest beefs is we can't even bet on Illinois or Loyola or any of those schools. Yeah, so the bad news is is online, uh, you will not be able to bet on the Illini in next year's tournament um, or any other Illinois school. What? That is still there. Yeah. They passed, um, actually, I was at a conference this week that one of the lawmakers behind the bill was like, yep, uh, it was not, we don't like it. It's been a mistake. It's not great. But there was so much pushback from University of Illinois Athletic Department, some of the other schools in the state, 
that they kind of had to get it uh, in there to kind of get them off their back. Kind of just on one of the unfortunate realities of how the political sausage is made, the bill was not perfect. So it's been frustrating to pretty much everybody. Um, it's not really done what it's intended to do. They did pass a sort of limited bill that will allow, if you want to place a bet on an in-state college team, you can do so at one of the casinos with a sports book. But again, very few people are going to do that, and really everything is online. So, yeah, and in effect, you're still not going to be able to bet on Illinois teams uh, in Illinois. You're going to have to go to Indiana, Iowa, uh, somewhere else. So just kind of a frustration that really probably isn't going to change anytime soon. Ryan, I'm watching the Washington Wizards play, and a lot of people in the studio are probably like, how is he going to bring the Washington Wizards into a conversation with <laughs> Ryan Butler? But the point guard for the Wizards, Spencer Dimwitty, is the co-founder of the thing called Galaxy. Galaxy is crypto. It's a cryptocurrency. And I've heard conversations about customers wanting to pay or receive their winnings in crypto. Is that something that these casinos, we can see in these casinos anytime soon? Yeah, actually kind of ties in nicely to this conference that we were at too. There was a whole panel on the future of payments. Now you kind of think of the casino, everything is done in cash. Well, more and more states are clearing the way where you're going to be able to pay um, with, you know, a digital wallet, stuff like that. And yeah, there is, as of today, this moment, there's really not a practical way for crypto uh, payments and getting and all that. And they kind of outlined a lot of the hurdles that would go into that process. But uh, some of the biggest payment processors in the gaming industry uh, this week were kind of like, yeah, if people want to do this, if crypto gets more and more widely adopted, if it just becomes standard, we are going to find a way to do what the customer wants. So it's very possible. I, I think you know, Spencer's doing a good job kind of investing in this very early. Again, we'll see if it works out. Uh, is crypto going to be is kind of what some people think it will? Who knows? Uh, if I did, I'd be much richer than I am now. <laughs> but it is definitely something on the horizon, and, and all of the big players are going to be watching it. And it's absolutely a distinct possibility sometime down the road where something like that does happen. Ryan, I'm actually ashamed to ask this question. And, like, maybe I'm not <laughs> supposed to, like, ask, or maybe I'm supposed to already know. But I'm new to D.C., and, like, I know the rules around BetMGM and how we bet in D.C. through BetMGM, but that's, like, really all I'm supposed to know. I really so don't. Like, I really don't. So. I don't actually <laughs> understand. Can you please, like, give me the lay of the land on D.C. betting, where it stands now, like, specifically? Shoot, and Maryland betting, which we just opened up at MGM and, in Maryland. Yeah. And so, like, D.C. betting, we can only bet, well, I think, around Nats Park. But I don't know if that's the case for anything other than BetMGM. And I don't know where that's headed. Could you kind of, yeah. like, help me with this? <laughs> Definitely. So, unfortunately, you know, Illinois had its issues. Uh, D.C. is considered the worst market in america nice it's, it's um thanks ryan kind of an, you said it was the yeah. worst it was the worst ryan, in america italian beefs here man yeah. trust me you you it said is, it was the worst in america it's the worst yeah. um in america well thanks it is yeah so Agreed. you have the bet mgm app uh-huh. but it can only be around nats park yep. so that's it you have the william hill caesars app and that's only at the wizard stadium but Capital, you can't Capital but Warner. you can't sign up or deposit money in the bet mgm app unless you have a dc address and like it's linked to a dc address through your bank yeah it's again so that's not even you know it, it's a sports book quote unquote but it's not even really uh and then there's what's called gambet which you may have downloaded or heard of i've heard of it it's run it's run by the state lottery it is the lines uh, a really, are really poor, interesting. It's a terrible lines. <laughs> yeah. It's a really poorly done app. And DC's one of its problems is that so much of it is actually technically federal property. So you can't even use it in half of the District of Columbia. <laughs> uh, and so it's really so, yes, it's, we say it's a legal market, technically, quote unquote. 
but it's just the it's the most uh, frustrating, inefficient. To put it in perspective, the Capital One Arena Sportsbook, the in-person sportsbook, makes more money than the digital app. And it's the only state or city or whatever that that's the case. Like in Illinois, which is great, Illinois has that in-person registration, and still 90 to 95% of the bets are placed online. Yeah. D.C. has an online app, technically, but still more in-person bets are placed at Capital One Arena than the whole rest of the city of 750,000 people combined. How, well, so where is it, this going? It's a mess. When, when is this going to change? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious as to, like, where this goes. Yeah, the because, like, for example, that... when you're on the app, it'll say, like, um, you know, your location is right by Nats Park, but if you don't have the registration, it doesn't actually let you bet. Like, when I'm yeah. on there right now. So that's – I think that's a great – like, how does that change, or when does it change? So probably not for a while, unfortunately. Um, they have kind of been stubbornly – the D.C. City sure. Council has been like, this is working, even though it's not. Um, actually, the guy behind it uh, is out of office and was kind of caught in some scandals. The, oh. the, what we're looking at is Virginia actually is a pretty solid market, yeah. and Maryland is now Maryland has its own problems, but eventually it will be state, you know, online, BetMGM, everywhere, mobile, and all that. Because there are so many people, and I'm from Virginia, Northern Virginia, because so many people cross between Virginia, Maryland, DC every day, eventually it could kind of push someone to be like, all right, we got to scrap this. This thing is, is trash. Like, we got to get rid of it. But the problem is, is that's not probably going to happen anytime soon. And it's just going to kind of be this frustrating sort of black hole in the city itself. Well, uh, well, Ryan, I, I think we could pivot to some good news, please. Uh, my mama loves to play bingo. Can we? Can, can, is there any news on bingo, please? Like, it's, it's something that we can smile we, about around we get here. Rich off it. Goodness, can I make some money? Off, can my auntie go play bingo any anytime soon? If she is in New Jersey, she can do so today. Uh, real money, uh, big time online bingo. Yeah, BetMGM has been one of the pioneers uh, for online uh, bingo. Uh, you know, not necessarily my game, but it's very popular. And so they actually just launched a big new site in New Jersey, uh, which is, uh, you know, the biggest online gaming market. So that's big news there. It's just more important. I think the larger story, obviously, is exciting. And I'm sorry, happy for your family. Um, but it's just, it's always keeping it in perspective when we talk about uh, gaming and we talk about everything. You know, this is a sports betting show. I like the sports bet and all that. It is a small fraction of what they get from in New Jersey, Michigan, uh, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, handful of other states that have online casino gambling. It is so much bigger to have online blackjack, online slots, online bingo, mm -hmm. uh, online table games, all that stuff. And also, if you've ever played, they have these real dealer games where you're on your phone, but you're interacting with a real person yes. uh, playing blackjack. So that's, that is so much bigger than sports betting. And then New Jersey, New Jersey got $1.3 billion in bets. Uh, last month, $1.3 billion in October, excuse oh me. Goodness. And they might get they might get more next. Uh, they're they're going to announce it tomorrow. They might have even more. So think about that. That's $1.3 billion in bets, and that is a fraction of what slots, uh, online table games, online Jeez. slots, online poker, online bingo right. will get. Exactly. So I just, I just always keep that in mind when you say that. There's 30-something sports betting states. About 15 of them are online. But then there's six that have online casino gambling, and those make each of those states they make significantly more money than their sports books. I mean, look at Colorado. What 4.1 billion wagered since 2020? It's like, I mean, you want to you, you can't talk recession or money problems if it's all right there for you. Anything else exciting going on in any of the states right now, Ryan? Yeah. So obviously, uh, Ohio was uh, really good news. That's going to be a big market. They're going to have statewide mobile. They're going to have in-state college betting. They're not going to have any of those dumb in-person registration requirements. Yeah. So that's really good. Ohio is going to be a good one. 
yeah, I tweeted this out, but you, you're going to be able to drive from Rhode Island into Nebraska, and you'll never leave a state without uh, statewide mobile sports betting. So uh, that's, that's good news. They'll be alive sometime in 2022. And then, yeah, looking ahead, we're looking at uh, possibly Georgia. That's going to be a major state we're watching. They're looking at online sports betting, as well as uh, Kansas and Missouri are kind of three of our big targets. And then looking way ahead, uh, California ballot measure, they have to approve it um, through their voters. So it'll be the 2022 elections in November. But we're looking at possibly online sports betting there. They're kind of a mess, but it's something else to watch for. So a few of those other big states that, you know, kind of fill on the map, but it's been a really good year overall for uh, sports betting legislation and implementing it there. And I think we have a lot of momentum heading into 2022. Ryan, really quick, uh, as you were talking about some of the states that were rolling out, I couldn't help but to think about, like, whether there's any correlation between either economic factors, political factors, religious factors in terms of sports betting getting legalized state by state. Yeah, actually, so the biggest thing I look at is the uh, politically, the uh, very, the, there is a states that have a very strong conservative anti-religious, or excuse me, pro-religious anti-gambling group, they struggle. And then some states were very left politically, um, where they are very concerned about poverty, they're concerned that gambling exploits, uh, you know, the po poor people, things like that. That, when those dynamics are in play, it makes it harder. Every single sports betting law in America has passed with bipartisan support, but it tends to be people uh, more so in the political middle. So that's just kind of something to, you know, not to get too into politics, but it's yeah, something to look there. Those are, those are really kind of the dynamics at play. So that's what you look for, and, and that's kind of the compromises you got to make. It's usually the people that aren't really super concerned about the religious aspects and, you know, uh, feel that actually there are some business opportunities and that it's not necessarily exploitive and the idea that, you know, if you want to gamble, you have the right to do so. So anyway, very briefly, that's what we look at. Cool. My thanks guy, for Ryan Butler, thanks for joining the show. Sports betting legislation stock and other gaming news for Wager <laughs> USA at Butler Bets on Twitter. Thank you for joining and dropping in. Always informative when we talk to you, Ryan. Th thanks, guys. Happy to be here. That's my guy, Ryan. You know, he's a great he's a great conversation. He really is. He makes you really like we we sit here and we like react to games live and, and make live bets, but like when you really step back and look at this business landscape and this landscape. It's just as beginning. A whole, we are part of pioneers. We are. Like we are just touching the iceberg in the worst listen, we are thriving in the worst state for betting. Think about that. <laughs>